Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hey there. Boys and girls, welcome yes. to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your ears in to. That's in your sound. That's in your flapping. That's what it sounds that... like. Flapping in the wind. You know when you stick your head out the, the <laughs> Flapping in the wind. I have very, very big ears. I had to stick that. I had to tuck them into this headset right before we started recording. DJ. Yes, that's me. What do we talk about on this show? We talk about movies. Yes. TV shows. Yep. Comics. Yep. Uh, and whatever the hell else we would like to talk about. Sometimes ghosts mm-hmm. and time travel. And we get into some really fun, some fun tangents. Uh, yes. We also like to talk with you guys because today's episode is very special. We're going to be answering your questions and they can be what? about anything and then we specifically we ask for like non nerdy ish questions because yeah. we talk about that if you didn't know constantly you should check out all of our other episodes over at only stupid answers.com hell yeah by the way you can also find all of our uh social media like yep. our twitter at only stupid answers seeing other else from stupid there you, did you say tank out <laughs> no i said yank out Take I got out. it right this time, Sam. Tank it out. Hashtag tank, tank it, it out. out. <laughs> but also our Facebook, Instagram, at Only Stupid Answers, and all the places you can listen to us, like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. Stitcher. There's so many. You can go go find them there. Also, just really quick little business up top. Maybe go give us a five-star review on iTunes. If, if you enjoy this podcast, because uh, I think this episode's going to get a little deep, which is yes. very exciting, because there's a lot of, we're going to be diving into some nostalgia. Sam, mm-hmm. we've actually got a five-star review from Twitter, would you like from Twitter from from iTunes? Do you have this in your back pocket? You want to whip it out? Do you mind if I share it? Whip it. This is from Awesome Nick 04. Be a part of the moist little ears. Five stars. When SourceFed ended, I was really sad. I wouldn't because I wouldn't get any content with Sam in it. Then I found this podcast and I was in love. This is a this is a great podcast for so many reasons that I can't list right now. But trust me. It's awesome. Let's tr- trust awesome Nick 04. Trust it. Also, little fun little nugget. I, I, I read a review a little while back um, that like talked about a family, a new family with a, a young little baby. And then they tweeted uh, like a thank you for reading the review. And they, they sent a picture of the whole family. And I retweeted it from my personal account uh, at Sam Basher. And you can go find it there. But it was really sweet. It was like a whole family photo. It was like a young couple with a little baby. It's ve- It was very... That's adorable. It was very sweet. And they said they all listened to it. And I hope... Hope the baby is the one who enjoys it the most. Exactly. I hope the baby leaves us a five star review sometime. Hopefully, like when I go like this, it kind of like soothes the baby mm-hmm. and helps him go to sleep. Like that, how helpful would that be? I would also like to point out uh, for those of you uh, that that aren't watching with us live on patreoncom answers that the lighting today it was really on point we fucking nailed it yeah oh if you guys like don't know pretty good i forgot to mention this at the top of every episode since we've done this so yeah. thank god you just mentioned patreon you're welcome we have a patreon yes <laughs> so yeah. and you guys probably <laughs> it exists us, we probably you've heard us talk about it nonstop. it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a very fun platform for us because we have an, a bonus episode like extra podcasts that come out every single week yeah we watch movies with you guys we uh do google hangouts which we're doing one later today which is very exciting yep. and we launched a bunch of new tiers um that you guys i hope hopefully 
everyone has been able to take a look at and maybe is considering uh, taking part when taking part in because now we have tiers that will get you guys onto our show. What? It's so cool. So you could there's a tier for joining our bonus episode, which is for Super TV Showdown, and you get to like join in the conversation on Flash, Arrow, Black Lightning, Supergirl, everything. Uh, we also have one for coming onto this show over Skype, and then yep. we have a big tier, and we know this is like shooting for the stars. If anyone can do this, it, it worked the best for our budget. But you could actually come to LA, what, and be on the show in person, and then we spend the day with you. We like take you to like, comic shops. To we go to a movie together. We uh, grab Din Din. Yeah, uh, we we have a we have a blast. It's a we know vacation. most of the sort of cool spots in LA, and we can show you at least two. At I know, least two. At least two. We'll take you in and out. Everyone yeah. loves going in and out, right? Exactly. Exactly. You don't have that on the East Coast. We'll... No, of course not. Yeah. That's only us. It's our secret. And then, no, we can go, it'll, it'll be a fun day, but go check that out. I want to make sure I plug that at the yes. top, because I always forget into the, like, the last 30 <laughs> seconds of the episode. I'm like, ah, damn it. Just uh, yeah. go check that out. But anyways. Yes. Let's talk about, really quick, we have a very favorite, very fun segment at the top of uh, every episode where we say what we're into this week. Uh, we can keep it uh, kind of brief because we want to get to a, as many questions as possible. Letters, but before we get into what we're into, let's take a second and talk about some friend of our friend friend friends of ours. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> but, but you almost sound like you were going to start rapping. Hold on a hot second, Sam. What? I want to talk about Beachbody On Demand. Please, can I please? Please. Thank you. Please. Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs. Beachbody On Demand also includes extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. Beachbody On Demand is the total package to help you become, it's you, Sam. What? We want you to become the total package this year. It includes a bunch of familiar brands, including PO, P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, and 3 Week Yoga Retreat. I personally like to use Shift Shop. And before that, I use the 10 Minute Trainer. And the point is, there's so many different options that help meet your workout needs and help ease you in to the process of creating a daily workout and health routine. I want to be eased in like a baby into a pool. That's why I use the 10 Minute Trainer that yeah. you use. But also, so we mentioned the three-week yoga retreat. There is a also three-day yoga retreat. If you just don't have That's enough great. time for a vacation, like a smaller retreat, do a three-day one. Uh, I was sweating, but at the end of it, I was feeling fantastic. Beachbody On Demand is super convenient. It's accessible on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and any other web-enabled device. Beachbody On Demand has programs for any fitness level. Workouts range from cardio to weight training, yoga, low impact, and even dance. Dance. Beachbody On Demand even has nutritional help. Uh, it's important to note that abs are made in the kitchen. How you eat really affects your overall health and your overall appearance. And it is super affordable. You can try this amazing program, all 600 workouts and nutritional information for free. That's amazing. You need to give this service a try. Right now, our listeners can get a free trial membership when you text STUPID. Stupid. That's S-T-U-P-I-D two three zero three zero three zero or thirty 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 you will get full access to this entire platform for free all the workouts and nutrition information free oh my goodness one more time just text stupid, stupid. to three zero three zero three zero or that's thirty 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 try it today back to the show all right let's hop into what we're into this week dj We'll keep this one short, but do you have yeah. any recommendations? 
for the listeners. I don't necessarily have recommendations, but I, as, as some of you may know, I took a trip a while back, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't get a chance on our other shows to talk about um, my uh, experience on the plane, because you can watch movies now. We live in the future, and you can watch uh, movies on the plane, and uh, you, were sho- you were shocked at my choices. Yeah. Because I don't... But here's the thing. I don't want to watch good movies on the plane. The plane is such a miserable experience that I don't... For you. Uh, that I don't want to taint... And also, it's such a tiny screen. I if, if I'm going to watch a movie, I want to enjoy. I want it to be in the comfort of my home or in a theater with a nice either movie screen or TV screen. Like I want it to be a nice, comfortable experience. I don't want it to be cramped on a plane, breathing recycled air as some old breathing person. Like farts. yeah, farts on the back of my head. Like I don't. It just it's just I don't want that. So I want something that's kind of like noisy and loud and dumb that I can possibly fall asleep to. So. Uh, my choices on the flight back um, were uh, the first part, because it was a five-hour flight. Mm-hmm. first part, I chose Tom Cruise's The Mummy. And I got about halfway through that before I fell asleep. Thank goodness. I got, I got to where he goes to the, to the, uh, to the lab, to uh, Jekyll's so, lab. So Mummy's running around. Yeah. Did you get to Sophie see... Sophie Patel is making out with people and making them dead. Oh, uh, did you? See, oh, it's so stupid. Sorry, it's so. There are some. Uh, I, I the two movies I watched have have a sim, similar problems. Mm. One, way too many intros, like two to three prologues before the yeah, title card, which is weird. The Mummy's really weird because you get this. Um, for people who don't see it, I don't recommend you. No, don't. I mean, if you're on a plane, it. I recommend it for a plane, but if you no, otherwise, f- don't. Basically, fill time. <laughs> yeah, but um, it it, uh, it opens with. Russell Crowe in this weird tomb that comes back later, but he's like giving you an explanation of the plot of who the mummy is. Yeah. And then it happens again. Yeah, they definitely cover it later. Yeah. And like, I guess it, even more in depth yeah. with the same footage you already saw. So you're like, why are we? Yeah, why are you what's, doing this? what's happening right now? Uh, and, then, but then, and then they cut to introducing Tom Cruise and finding the mummy. And then you get the mummy title card, and it's like, ooh, cut out that first part. Just yeah. cut it, just snip that right off. Um, did you like the Dark Universe logo? Did you get that with the Universal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it flips over. So they really wanted Dark Universe to work. I don't think it's going to because uh, Invisible Man lost their director. So now it's yeah, like everything's and crumbling. Yeah, the Johnny Depp stuff. And it's like, you know what? I just say I just say let it go. I, I There might be merit if we get a bonus episode at some point on doing a what if on how you could make the Dark Universe work. Yeah. Because I think there's a way to do it. I don't know right now what it is, yeah. but it's not The Mummy. No, and, and like uh, the premise of The Mummy starring Tom Cruise, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the plot is interesting. It um, it was definitely a script written with a younger man in mind because uh-huh. um, yeah. the way they refer to Tom Cruise. <laughs> and they keep uh, referring to him as this young guy, but he's like, he's got like crow's feet and like, not, not judging people on age. It's just, well, and also, he's Tom Cruise. We know how old he is. Yes. He, even though he does. He, He's immaculate. Yeah, he's the, a very, very handsome man. And the but the like the way they talk about him is like, oh, he's so young. Look at him being such a idiot and being a young idiot. And it's like, no, he's clearly like forty, almost pushing fifty yeah. in this movie. It, he's not twenty, pushing thirty. Like, yeah. come on. Anyway, um, so there, there's some good ideas. But the movie just does not seem to have any interest in itself. No, it gets bored with itself. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, it creates zero tension. Like for for movies based on like horror franchise or whatever, just no tension at all. And there's there's moments that could work if they were directed differently. I yeah. think. Did you get to um, Jekyll coming out? No, that's it's I literally really the only part that's interesting when he's walking through the lab and he sees like the skull. And weirdly, it seemed like a jar. 
with like liquid. Yeah. But it's a skull. It's a skull. So anyway, a skull with vampire frame, all that shit. The yeah. the gill man's hand, all that yeah. jet. Like, hey, oh, it's a franchise. Uh and then <laughs> and then I conked out immediately. Yeah. The only cool part is uh like it the like one part that I thought was interesting was Hyde. Oh, Hyde's yeah. the so Jekyll's the good guy, Hyde's yeah. the monster. Jekyll is like keeps injecting his I hand. I saw that. And he's got like track marks in his hand from injecting himself so that Hyde doesn't come out. Yeah. When Hyde comes out, he doesn't change too much. Like his physically, yeah. he just gets really strong, and uh, his voice and his like the way he speaks is really interesting. Um, but it only lasts about like maybe two minutes, and then it's gone, and then cool. we never come back to it ever again. And that's it. And it's yeah. like this is so fucking stupid. I hate this. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so- I will say the lead actress is uh, a big part of Peaky Blinders and she's yeah. great on that show and, and they, I recommend watching that show do nothing with her in nope. this movie uh, but then you watched another movie yeah uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales now, or I, Pirates 5, five yeah, yeah okay. I bailed uh, after 3 and that's Ghost stuff right this ghost one yeah it's weird because they keep referring to um it's javier bardem yeah as captain salazar and they mention his crew as the dead and that's how they refer to him it's like didn't we already do that wasn't it the first movie yeah which by the way davy jones was the dead yeah Yeah. the first movie's basically perfect yeah i love the first pirates movie um and it's just been a mixed bag since um uh, to be fair, I haven't seen the fourth one, and I have no interest to. Nope. And again, this is a perfect plane movie. It's a fun, loud action movie. It's got a couple fun sequences and a lot of fun ideas that they don't really capitalize on. Um, a lot of cool visuals with Salazar's crew because they're basically frozen in time when they got blown up, basically. So some of them are missing pieces, and they're just floating around. Um, but uh, like, there's a point where they use they're, they're, there's a whole bank heist that feels straight ripped. From a Fast and Furious movie, and then because there, there it's Fast Five where they they steal the vault mm-hmm. and it's being dragged by the cars. That, but with was, horse and carriage. I was literally about to make a joke about that. Is that seriously happened in this movie? Yeah, but with a horse and carriage. And you didn't with, sleep through this one. You watched the whole thing. Unfortunately, I did not fall asleep. The, uh, the intent, the intent is always to fall asleep. Yeah, it just didn't happen with this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the well, uh, the main guy who ends up being Will Turner, Turner's son. I would say that's a spoiler, Brent, but literally the first scene is It's Brendan through weights, right? And he's going to be Dick Grayson in the New Titans thing. And he's really good. And he's very handsome. He was in a sci-fi movie. It was in any movie called The Signal, I believe. And it was it's like an Area 51 film. Cool. It, uh, it really doesn't hold up, but it's he's very good he in was, the movie. He was fine in this movie because it's the, the movie is what it is. Um, but I will say if one of your main criteria is that uh, your Dick Grayson be very handsome, he's going to nail that aspect. Yeah. Uh, and the, the lead actress is really they, the people in this movie are beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give I will give it that. Um, but yeah, it's it's got some fun ideas. Again, it, there's a there's a prologue where young Will's son, whose name I think Henry, I think is his name, uh, sinks himself to go see his dad, who's the new Davy Jones. Yeah, the, which we revealed at the end of. Although I don't think it tracks. I don't think the mythology like there was a reason. Davy Jones was like a crab monster because he was fucking up and Will doesn't fuck up, but he's still kind of monster-like. So uh-huh. I'm like, Does he have tentacles on his He face? doesn't have tentacles, but he's the barnacle shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're underwater, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. So, and then his dad was like, oh, you can't break the curse. And the son's like, there is the there is the, the MacGuffin of the movie and that can break the curse. It's Poseidon's Trident. That's what it is. That's and what so, they're dealing with? Yeah. Oh, my God, I don't care. And, oh, my and, God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm going to find it. Flash forward nine years to he's an adult. And then he's on a ship, 
and the ship is attacked by Salazar's crew. And Salazar comes to him and he's like, you need to find Jack Sparrow because bro, you need to give him this message. And he's like, okay. Then we get the title card and it's like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> Cut the fat on this shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine for a plane. It was fine for a plane movie. If I'd spent money and gone to a theater, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. I mean, I guess Transformers 5 could have done that for you, too. Transformers 5 is still the worst movie of last year. From all the movies I've seen, mm-hmm. that was still... That that movie made me angry. Yeah. These were just... The Mummy didn't make me feel like that. I was bored in yeah. The Mummy, and I was I was mainly confused. Yeah. It, that confusion was able to distract me until the end, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I was like... But with Transformers, I was like, no, we know what's happening. We, I will say... This hurts. Spoilers for Pirates don't go see this movie uh kira knightley shows up at the end and does not say a single line she shows up and embraces will because his curse is broken and then there's a shot of them in the in the uh after credit scene of them in bed and a hint that maybe davy jones is coming back who cares nobody cares nobody cares she, not a single line they spent the money to have kira knightley reprise herself reprise a role as elizabeth swan uh-huh. not one line nope well i'm glad that your flight was filled with that i'm Instead of just, the I don't same know if you heard the shrug. I don't know if you heard the shrug. <laughs> uh, but uh, for me, for what we're into, yes, I wanted to recommend. Uh, I think I'm, I might say this a few times on the podcast because I'm going to be actively listening to this for a while. Yeah. I'm going to mention it now, anyways, because it, it's uh, that good. Uh, if you guys would are into true crime, and with thanks to <laughs> only stupid answers, <laughs> you're now more into podcasts. I recommend. You're uh, checking out a podcast called Up and Vanished. And if so, if you liked Serial or if you liked Making a Murderer, Up and Vanished is probably going to be up your alley as well. Premises, back in 2005, a teacher uh, at a high school didn't show up to work one morning. People went over to her house. There's really little evidence of what happened. Her car is still there. Her cell phone still the house. But 10 years on, no one knows what happened to her. There's like, there's literally only one small piece of evidence. And they've run through like hundreds of possible people that it could be and they've all checked out they don't match the dna they don't match anything uh and it's, it, they can't they can't find the, her body or and it turns out, out to be kidnapped. aliens there you go they actually Spoilers. figure it out and it's, aliens. <laughs> and it's aliens uh but no so the the, the up and vanish is a very well-made true crime podcast that explores a bunch of different angles and uh, a new term that I've learned, which makes sense, but it's called mm-hmm. white rabbits and it happens a lot in crimes and you can kind of, if you know white rabbits, of like falling a rabbit down a rabbit hole yeah. you, and you realize it doesn't actually go anywhere. Yeah. How often that happens and especially with a, a case that has so little evidence and no signs of where she went. It's there's so many white rabbits of like well at the same time a house burnt down and there was no evidence in there but the dogs that were supposed to be tracking her tracking cadavers they they went off when they walked by this house but there was no evidence of bodies so it's just like and it's just like what the fuck does that mean and it's like actually this could actually mean nothing like yeah. this really could mean nothing but it could mean something that's it's stressful like, or like in like four years after the kidnapping happened this guy killed himself and he left a letter saying i know what happened to tara and he, then he emailed a list of like 12 names to the fbi but also this guy had, had gotten in a car accident and he got serious brain damage and he may have already had depression so and he had a he had delusions so he may not he may have just seen tara's name and thought that he knew something so it's like did he actually know something we don't know he killed himself so it's just like oh my god it's like it keeps unraveling unraveling Jeez. and so and the episodes are 30 minutes 
perfect length for a true crime because sometimes like they start to spin their wheels a little bit yeah like and in if you guys like the binge like i do Uh with content it's a that's a perfect binging uh amount of time for a podcast like that because when you want to review you want like in-depth but when it's like this new these uh these clues you're like i want more clues give me more clues (laughs) and so um yeah and it's very fun because uh I don't want to say too much else. Go check it out. If you do listen to it, let me know. Tweet me your thoughts on it because it's very fun to discuss this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. But let's get into questions because yes. we have a lot of good questions. You Wait. guys have been emailing us. Wait. Uh-huh. We will get in questions. We're going to get into questions right after this. Yes. Uh, we just, let's talk about a sponsor, Sam. Oh, please. We want to give a quick shout out to ZipRecruiter. Yep. They're big friends of the show. Yeah, we big love friends. them over here. They're big, they're big help, and they can help you guys out, too, because if you're hiring, every business needs great people and a better way to find them, something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That's, That's insane. Amazing. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. free our favorite price point just go to ziprecruiter.com slash stupid that's ziprecruiter.com slash stupid and we just got to do one, it one more, more one more time ziprecruiter.com slash stupid ziprecruiter it's the smartest way to hire now back to the show now let's hop into those questions we Yay. tweeted out asking you to uh, write us emails so they're a little bit more you know in depth a little more a little more meat and we asked for some non-nerdy questions. We still got nerdy questions, but they're not like other things we've talked about. So I think it's worth, I think it's different enough. And also, it's fun to go down those little nostalgia trails in your brain to talk about things you haven't thought of in a very long time. Uh, let me pull them up real quick. Uh, DJ, I know we started marking off some of our favorites. Yes. Is there one that was really uh, making you excited? Yes. Oh, well, I'm just going to work from the bottom. Uh, I'll work your way start, up. start at the bottom, and now we're here. Oh, there we go. Uh, we've got an uh, email here from Iqbal Hassan. He's a longtime fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he says, uh, my question is, who's your favorite non-Marvel slash DC superhero? Mine is Invincible from Image Comics. He's just so badass and cool. I read volume one of Invincible, and if mm-hmm. you guys... Don't know. It's like a. It's kind of like a suit. It's a. If Superman kind of had a kid, and there's. It's. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do it. It kind of starts that way, and then it, it. It becomes its own like independent thing. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the kid of a really of the most popular superhero ever, and yeah. like getting powers and like what happens from there. The family dynamics really interesting. It's by the writer who does The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the most popular comics. It's wrapping period. up soon. I think it's. I think it's finished now. It was okay. 150 issues. Or the 150th ep- issue is the end of the story. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it wraps up good because Fables, I did that last year where I yeah. read all the Fables. Um, by 150, clearly the writer like wanted to do this other big story about a new Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. And then they're like, ooh, we got to wrap this up really quick. And then like it, the story didn't actually go where they thought it was going to go. And that was a big bummer. Uh, still a really good finale, though. But um, I would, I, I can't really get past... The second volume, I keep trying to start it, but it's not really doing anything for yeah. me. But other, so favorite 
Marvel DC superheroes. Non-Marvel DC. Non-Marvel DC superheroes. Do you have one in the back of your uh, front of your bucket? But because I'm a, I'm a big fan of a uh, Quantum Quantum and Woody who are valiant characters uh, because it's just kind of like a dysfunctional what is buddy it? cop. It's it's these two brothers. Um, one of them's adopted. Um, there's a there's the responsible uh, uh, brother who served in the military and is very clean cut and on the level and he's black and his brother is freewheeling um, kind of scummy uh, kind of a weasel and he's white and he, the, the white brother is the adopted one and uh, they don't get along because they're uh, opposite personalities and their dad is a scientist who they end up getting stuck in one of his experiments and it forces them that they need to, they have these bands around their wrists that they need to touch every 24 hours or else they uh, deatomize basically. Oh no. Yeah. And so, so uh, quantum, uh, the responsible brother is able to make like constructs like shields and stuff like that. And Woody, the irresponsible one can do laser blasts. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just a cool, their dysfunction is very interesting. They're just, it's, it's very, it's just fun. It's a fun read. Uh, and I think they just started a new volume with uh, the co-creator Christopher Priest. Um, really? I, yeah, I believe I was just reading another thing the other day that he was the he was one of the creators of Quantum and Woody. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah, um, I I've always been a little intimidated, like like the intimidation a lot of people feel when they're like, I don't know where to read comics. They seem like there's too much. Valiant's always been one where it's like, oh, it's so different, and I don't. It is know very where different, but in. it is so easy to jump in. It the, is the they, continuity is so lean. Yeah, it is. It's um, I picked up Secret Weapons. It's a new yeah. book they have, and it's. Uh, character names, you're going to have to... Excuse me, I'm not going to remember any character names. I just remember what they can do. Yeah. There's a... Uh, Valiant is a like a separate universe from Marvel and DC, and they have their own superheroes. It's got, like... Bloodshot is a big one that people Bloodshot's might know. Bloodshot's a big one. He's probably going to get a movie soon. Uh, uh, Exo Man War, which is basically one. if you rolled Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor all into one character. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, but I... And they're... Um, they have a... Ninja K is pretty cool, too. Well, it's Ninjak, but... It's now the 21st century, so they're just calling him a Ninja K. Oh, that's a yeah. little bit. It makes a, it makes it sound a little yeah. Because there's a Ninja A, B, C. Oh, that's the yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Like vitamins, uh, yeah. vitamins. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but they have an Avengers like team or Justice League called yes. Unity. And uh, actually, if you want an interesting comic for you guys to go check out, Divinity. Was I've heard a story. amazing things, yeah, and Divinity, I didn't get a chance to check it out. Oh, was well, that on? Comics Ology Unlimited? You should go look. I think it might cool. be. But the premise of that, that's not what I'm going to recommend, but it's won so many awards that the... you guys might want to check it out. I believe the premise is in the 40s, the USSR, the Communist Russia, uh, had a space program and they sent people out just out into the universe. They yeah. just shot a bunch of astronauts out as far as they could. And present day, one of them comes back, but not in a ship, and it, he's like cosmically charged, and he's basically a god. Like yeah. he doesn't see time the, the same way. He can like alter how the world works, but it's how he views things and the way they use uh, like communist ideals, but also like what happened, like being marooned out in space for that long. What happened yeah. to the rest of his uh, comrades, the other cosmonauts? Like it's really interesting. That's the basis I know of it. But I read recently because I go to um, a comic shop. I'll give a shout out: Brave New World Comics. They're over in Santa Clarita. I pop up there every once in a while because I like the shop. It's next to a really nice uh, coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys ever want to check it out, it's very small. It's the the owner there, he's a new owner. He started like last year. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. He actually has a YouTube series where he has kids review comics. It's Dope. very it's very sweet. Um, anyways, I picked up a book called Secret Weapons. It follows one of the characters of Unity. Uh, she is a technopath, so she can talk to technology and like go into the internet with her brain, but also like build constructs like with metal. Do you know her name is? Uh, I'm blanking. I know she's African American. I and think that's. 
I'm Ninja K's main love interest. I think so too. Yeah. She's very she's very popular. She's also an awesome character. But the premise is uh, in the Valiant Universe, there is a company that can give normal people superpowers, and they call these people not mutants or anything. They call them psyots. To do it, it's a very invasive and physically taxing procedure that only has a one in four chance of survival. Like, you Fun. will die. No. But the one in four, if you do survive, you get superpowers. The problem is they don't know what you get. It's yeah. like mutant abilities. When you get them, it could be anything. You yeah. don't get to choose. So this company sometimes will make somebody that is they call they they deem them a loss of investment which that hurts to be yeah. labeled as a human so they take all those people and they put them in a facility and these are the people with the most pointless abilities ever cool. and so secret weapons follows that this member of unity unity disbanded so she's trying to find all of them because they're being killed off by this other new Classic. new character yeah. that might have something to do with Valiant. I don't know. I just don't know anything about Valiant, so it was really interesting to hop in here. But um, the characters they introduced are so freaking interesting. Yeah. Uh, the main girl, the one that's really popular, um, again, I don't, I'm blanking on names, but one girl, she has pink hair and her ability is that she can talk to birds. Oh, cool. And that's it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, one of, uh, there's a scene from a, like a later comic that's not in the secret weapons book that you can just go buy right now and yeah. get the full story of what that is they now go on and do more stories but uh in one of the further stories she's sitting on a ledge of a building all day and the birds come up and talk to her and the way the birds are written talking it's one word period one word period because they always talk like, like yeah. that and it's really sad because they keep asking her what she's doing like sitting on the edge of the building and at the end of the day they're like don't you can't fly and it's like this really sad like just like because the birds can't understand why a person would want to kill themselves and she's not saying anything uh they're just saying hey don't do that because you're gonna get hurt and it's like this it's a sweet moment but in the secret weapons storyline you never hear what the birds say yeah there's like this sweet moment where like birds bring them breakfast but they're also like eating it it's like hey stop it yeah and they have like all have names and it's very sweet another guy he's a conjurer yeah and he's a guy who can conjure anything he can just pull something out of anywhere but he can't control what it is or when it happens. So he has a job at like a Toys R Us and all of a sudden he's like doing inventory in the store and a 12-gauge shotgun just pops into his hands and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to put it. And he immediately gets fired. And like he can never control what it is. And there's another guy, the third guy of the story is, um, he is Sikh, but everyone, because it's America and we're ignorant, they they always like call him, you know, uh, like a terrorist or Muslim or whatever. And, um, but his ability is that he can turn into stone, uh-huh. but he can't breathe or move when he does it. So he basically becomes a statue. Yeah. And so if he like stays too long, he could die. Like he could suffocate or like say you, he turned into stone and you pushed him into water. Yeah. He could drown. Like it's a, it's not great. Yeah. And, um, it, it, from there you get this really interesting story, but also, um, the woman who's a part of unity is like, you should maybe look more into what your abilities actually are doing. But because these people think of themselves as loss of investments, it's like this really detrimental psychological like thing to be put on you. It's just like, no, you went through this, you survived, but everyone's like, actually you're pointless to us. And no. they put them in a facility for a long time where it's like, we can't have you running around and saying like showing the world that actually sometimes our, our procedure doesn't work and doesn't yeah. actually give you abilities. Uh, but I think the the reason why they get out is because the company goes under, and so they're able to leave. But um, that's the one thing. That's yeah. the cool thing about Valiant is there's definitely a sense of of just cutting loose of just because you're not tied down with not only the the continuity issues of Marvel and DC, but the expectations <laughs> that the fans have of that company. And so you get stuff like that where you can really just go nuts. Writers can just really go nuts with the concepts in the world. I will say, if I were to choose my favorite non Marvel DC superhero 
superhero, it's probably going back before them. And you could argue whether he's a superhero or not, but the shadow. The shadow. I, okay. The shadow is just a really cool design. He's mm-hmm. got some really cool stuff. There's been cool stories done with him. I, I love just think the movie, cool... even though the movie. Oh, is nice. Kinda, a lot of people call the movie trash, but as a kid, it did everything for me. Nice. I love. It was. Did you, you know, ever see the Phantom that came out around the same time? It was with uh, Billy Zane. It sounds familiar. Where he has the purple costume with the with the domino mask. I don't think so. Don't Check think it so. out. It's it, it, if you like the shadow, if you get that nostalgic feeling from the sh- shadow, the mm-hmm. Phantom will probably do a similar thing for you. Also, my mom used to travel a lot and uh, like on planes, and so when my dad would go pick her from the airport, she would take he would take me and my little brother, and when we were waiting because it's like super late at night, uh, he would turn on radio plays that would come on like really yeah. late, and we would listen to the shadow. It was just Orson so cool. Wells, man. That's where he got his start. It's so cool, yeah. And like I think that's why like just these true crime podcasts are kind of resonating with me right now. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Jake Sarmazian in the comments, yeah. uh, said the big one that we I always forget count Power Rangers. Like that's like the biggest like superhero. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, technically. Ninja Turtles. I'd uh, say Ninja Turtles if we're going to go like more like mainstream, a little bit more popular. Yeah. So your weapons Hellboy. for me. I guess I didn't say the specific one. The girl who could talk to birds is my favorite. Like, yeah. That's such a, it's such a sweet thing that she like, she's like, I have friends and like she can like talk to any that's of the cool. birds. And she, the way they assign personality and the way that the artist visualizes how the bird's personality comes out, it's like, it's all subtle because they're birds. It's yeah. like, it's, they don't, they didn't try to make them seem more human. It's just that, oh, they're like, that one likes you. And it's just because it's like pecking closer to the person. It's like, yeah. oh, it's just acting like what a bird would. And yeah. it's like, there's something deeper that we don't understand. Yeah. Um, which I love that. So it's good that I don't know the name of that person <laughs> and I can't recommend anything yeah. else. But uh, Secret Weapons is the book you should read. Um, but Ninja Turtles, I guess, would probably be the ones right after is like my yeah. Hellboy. Hellboy's real cool. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for that movie. I hope Spawn it's... counts, but I've never been a big Spawn fan. I keep trying to be. Like I keep like trying to read yeah. a story and I'm like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> you used to be able to say the Wildcats, but now they're under the DC banner. Wildstorm is real cool. Wildstorm is real cool. It's nuts. Grifter's cool. But again, he's a DC character now, so he doesn't count. And static, I guess, counts too as a yeah, DC, DC character. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I think that's pretty good. I think we nailed that All question. Right. Uh, we have Killing uh, it. Uh, Stephanie Lopez. That's a pretty good one. Uh, hey there, boy people. We all know you guys love comics. What? But are there any books, as in novels, you guys have read in the past or recently that you would like to recommend? Love you guys. Stephanie, P.S. I wrote this while hearing your voices in my head. Ooh. Was she listening to the box? Yeah, I hope that was why. Yeah. <laughs> but unless, unless we're giving you good advice. You should go get help. <laughs> you should go talk to somebody. Um, books that, uh, I guess, uh, some series that really stuck with me. I know two years ago, or three years ago, I got really into Hunger Games, and I read those really fast. And, of course, I did. Mm-hmm. And and then Shocker. at VidCon two years ago, I read, it was before I got into comics, but I did the Maze Runner series. Nice. And I even knew while reading it, I'm like, this isn't very good. Like, it's okay, it's okay yeah. but something about this isn't very good, and it starts to get off the rails. Um, but the point is, you're excited for the movie that just came out, and they'll ne- they'll probably it depends if they get the money, but I don't think they'll do the fourth book, which was a prequel, which explained nah. where the disease came from of yeah. why this entire scenario is happening. Also, it ca- it it shows the moment of the apocalypse of what happens. It's mm-hmm. a solar flare that like basically scorches the the equator, yeah. like just because it's the closest part of the sun to yeah. the sun. It just that is gone. Like it yeah. just it it melts it, and that whole story. It's it finally the writer like nailed what he wanted to say in this. Yeah. It took him a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it took him three other books. I mean, the New York Times bestseller. He made a shit ton of money, yeah. and he's got movies now. So who, what am I to judge? Um, but books that I would actually recommend. Uh, 
I'm going to be honest. I tried to get into Stephen King, and mm. there's there's something about it. Maybe I was reading the wrong books. Like, I read Firestarter, and there's all... The Firestarter, if you guys don't know, it's about... There's a Drew Barrymore movie about it, but it's... um. Yeah, there's a super there's a supernatural element to it that I thought would really resonate with me, but I ended up like really hating the book. Um, two couple like this couple in the seventies uh, to make some extra money while they're at college, they go into a uh, like a drug trial and they they end up getting abilities. Yeah. And it's 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 not great. Like it, they, yeah. they, they their lives are pretty horrible. The the dad can Wait, make um, Stephen King wrote a book whose people's the people in it their lives are horrible. Yeah, exactly. What? That's crazy. He was going out on a limb here, but yeah. um, the the dad can make illusions and they can last for a long time. Like he can make people like see something and he can attach it to an object. So like he will give someone like a do- a piece of paper and it looks like a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> like interesting. He, um, uh, and the mom could, as far you never really meet her, but from what you could tell, she had telekinesis. It would just happen though when she wasn't even trying. Yeah. And they end up having a little girl who has like a multitude of abilities, and the main one is that she can start fires with her brain. Okay. Um, Pyrokinesis. Yeah. Pyrokinesis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it's them running away from the government, but then it becomes like this. So it's the gifted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But except for just really fucked up, and like this main agent that's going after them ends up getting the girl, and there's like this weird like sexual tension there between like the girl and the this girl who's like nine and this guy who's like 40 but nothing happens but it's just like he's so obsessed with her you try to get this poetic like oh he's in love with her but he's like not like in love but like you know obsessed with this ability and trying to understand and make sure that she can grow up and be okay so like there's a love there but also it's like the way he is described in this like weird way where you're like i fucking hate how this is being written right now and i try to read um Dead Zone, which got its own TV show for a while, yeah. where a guy in the movie can, with Chris Falken. yeah, where you can like touch something. This guy gets in an accident, he comes back, and if he touches something, he can see the memories of whatever he touched, like who had been there. Yeah, and they all basically, I had to read like multiple like graphic rape scenes, and I'm like, yep, I'm done with this. Like, yeah. I'm really not into what this is. Yeah, I'm sure Stephen that- King it seems it seems pretty rough in the stuff he writes. I, the one Stephen King book I want to check out is Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three because I a love short that too. show. I yeah. love the show. I don't. Did you ever check out the show? You mean move oh, 11, oh, 11, yeah, 63, Yeah, they meant fourteen oh eight. No, 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 no. Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, where he goes back and tries to stop the assassination of JFK. Um, I so liked good, all the man. rules they set up for it. It was really interesting. Did you watch the show? Uh. No, I did not. I, yeah, I started it watching it, and it was just um, something about it. Like I couldn't; it wasn't keeping my attention. Okay, I, I really liked it, so I'd want to check that out. I think I'd want to check out more of Stephen King's non horror stuff. Um, I will say, like, I don't read novels very often, so when I do, I tend to probably overreach a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the one book I would highly recommend is *The Road* by Cormac McCarthy. Um, if you saw the movie and were underwhelmed, check out the book because it's. I, I didn't realize how unfilmable the book is because so much of it is internalized of what the character is thinking um until i saw the movie i'm like oh shit this is a lot harder than i thought um really i really recommend that book it's a great book i've been trying to read uh cormac mccarthy's blood meridian for a few years now uh and i just keep getting sidetracked on other things just because it's it's a lot and 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 i'd like to get more into um reading novels I, i've been trying to read some of uh dashiell hammett's um and raymond chandler's uh you know pulpy crime novels because mm-hmm. i'm into that stuff of course yeah yeah, yeah. uh we have um uh, some people were commenting saying that there was there were two firestarter movies the second one was firestarter rekindled oh my god i hate it <laughs> uh but um what the uh lewd uh, hopefully i'm saying your name correctly there's a new person joining us today, hey! which is very cool. uh ludmilla door 
I, uh, let me know in the comments how to properly say that. Hopefully, I, I nailed it. Uh, they said, I really like the Dead Zone show. I watched all of it. Very proud of you for sticking with it. Yeah. I forgot who the actor is. He's got a three-name name. He's got yeah. a, three, a three-name name. Uh, and he was on Psych, and he was in... Weird science. He was the blonde kid in Weird Science. Yeah. Um, but and then he grew up and he looks a lot different. His like whole face changed. He's, he was also the news reporter, uh, the main anchor in The Dark Knight that gets kidnapped by Joker and is hung upside down. Good for him. Yeah. Good. I'm glad when people like that get uh, get good. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. Good. <laughs> we, we got it. Uh, you know, I've I've really over the past couple of years, like I, obviously based on this podcast, I I read. Pretty much constantly, but it's comics and it's graphic novels. So it's like, yeah. I, I should take a swing at just a novel or maybe a series. Because I remember as a kid being really into the Alex Ryder series. I don't know if you ever read those. No, it's, that was that uh, was past my time. For me, growing up, it was Goosebumps and then Animorphs. Yeah. I ate up the Animorphs books when I was a kid. Alex Ryder, they made a movie and it was really not good. Because um, I like had to watch it. But it was uh, MI, Kid MI6. And it was just, they put them in such like good scenarios that were just like, fuck, I don't know like what's happening right now yeah. it was a good mystery the best one was um he, there were like there was obviously like a rival to mi6 yeah. and you start getting these uh and you never trust who his handler is at mi6 yeah um i don't even remember why he the kid gets into it yeah um but i always loved like they gave him really cool gadgets and stuff and like every kid loves gadgets yeah um, and but there was this one scene that i remember i'm like i really don't see that was like the, the biggest surprise in the book I remember reading at that age. Yeah. It was, um, he was trying to get embedded with, uh, because of MI6, with the enemy group. I think it was called Scorpion. Classic. um, Of course. And they start kind of like messing with his head and they they start showing him. I'm like, he's like, yeah, they start, they be honest. They start being honest. They're like, yeah, we do things that are like, you you might not agree with, but these are the outcome of those scenarios. And for the most part, they're good. Yeah. And it was like, but also just look at what your boss has done just to be clear yeah. we're basically the same thing and it was like it was a obviously you get that story everywhere yeah. in every form but i love the way the writer executed it because it ended up with alex the main character trying to assassinate his handler who's at mi6 and they go in the apartment and they have this like one-on-one conversation it's this woman and like this older woman and they're talking and it's just like uh she's not gonna back down from the decision she's had to make yeah. she's like yeah i know they're not great but it's what we had to do so yeah. it's like um uh she's like you can make your decision you're an adult like i'm not going to like make you choose like what to do and um i think something happens and he ends up firing but uh it hits a protective shield that went up like or a piece of glass that yeah. was slowly moving across the room yeah. and like as the scene plays up he was noticing like changes in the room i think and mm-hmm. like uh but he wasn't it wasn't clicking what was happening it was yeah. just a pane of bulletproof glass that was sliding across the room that was near yeah. like invisible it was really it was a really cool scene anyways wanted to uh, dish about that because I, I haven't talked about Alex Ryder in like 10 years you've been holding on to that for I 10 have, years I you're like I need to down. talk about it and then Danny Phantom because <laughs> <laughs> apparently I talked about Danny Phantom a lot um, uh, we've got another email here from. do you feel like we successfully answered I think so. Okay. Yeah. We got an uh, email here from Hayden. Mm-hmm. Howdy ho, boy people. Loyal moist ear Hayden here with a quick little question for you. I love, wait, really quick. Loyal moist little ear Hayden here. Yeah. I like how that yeah. read. <laughs> On a recent episode, you guys talked about wanting to get into more video games. So with that in mind, what are some things in games that interest you or some games that you've already played so that us moist gaming ears can uh, make some recommendations for you? I love finding little tiny indie games that don't uh, aren't that like... And you don't have to get that invested in the story. Like uh, Limbo, that was a really big game. Yeah. Did you ever play that? Nope. Do you remember the the premise? I mean, premises: nope. uh, a little boy 
uh, goes through Limbo. Oh, okay, now I remember, but to, I didn't play this. To go find his sister. And yes. um, it, it's uh, it's very simple mechanics. Like, you can grab things, you can drag them, and you can mainly you're walking. And the music and the visuals are so beautiful. This game is not unpopular. Like, a lot of people know about it, but yeah. I love the mechanics of it. I'm big into puzzle games. I love Portal, Portal 2. The mythology and the stories in those games Portal are amazing. Portal is great. Right? Portal's so good. Gladys. I could never... Gladys is one of the best video game villains of all time. And Portal 2 is the best follow-up to a first game ever. Yeah. I love it. I, um... I'm trying to think of Bioshock did a really good job Bioshock 2 is a, a nothing of a game like nothing happens that's important yeah. whatsoever um, I know some people are fans of it I didn't think it added at all Bioshock Infinite just like changed my fuck. it melted my brain nice. yeah and I'm, I'm surprised you've never played it I didn't get a chance to play I haven't had a chance to play Infinite I'll probably and go back at some point it's the most Grant, most Grant Morrison-y story ever like oh yeah if you guys don't know what that means grant morrison always writes stories that are just like heady and like universe bending and warping and like music is solid objects and like blah 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 and like it gets crazy that's a good way of describing it and uh (laughs) that's what happens in this like it's just like if the multiverse is out there and a person can traverse it it's like at that point what where do we end and they begin and like all this like crazy shit and you're like i don't know if I'm a real person anymore (laughs) like i don't know if i'm real like um and that's what happened in this in this game, it gets fucking insane. It's so cool. Um, I, I I love, I guess, that mythology that I really get into. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It, I'm with you, though. Yeah. I like games that have a story that I can really engage with. I tried to be, you know, when I was coming up, especially in college, I was into multiplayer, and I just don't have the time to invest in it. Like so what? I, I end up like Halo, Call mm. of Duty, like uh, online, online multiplayer, where 13-year-olds that have a ton of free time kick your ass and yeah. uh, call you mean names, and I just don't have time for that shit anymore. Um and I'm not coordinated enough. So I tend to gravitate towards games uh, either that I can play with somebody in the room with me. So I like Mortal Kombat Injustice. Mm-hmm. Man, Injustice is so fucking Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm also, I, I tend to gravitate towards games. I, I kind of use video games now as a way to blow off steam at the end of the day. Mm. So uh, I've been gravitating towards, I like story-based games. I like, uh, I, there's. I'm blessed to be in a time where games have kind of merge rpg the best elements of rpg in action mm-hmm. so i can fuck around and just shoot things but also you can i, I like where you can kind of def- design your own character and and uh build that out so i, I like fallout although i fallout and witcher i sunk so much time into um i'm a big fan of the mass effect series although i haven't finished andromeda yet but right now i'm playing horizon zero dawn horizon Z- zero dawn is like the apex of what i look for in games now where it's like there's a little bit of exploration and kind of defining how the story plays out but there's also just you go around and you shoot things with arrows and you just play the game you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you can goof off a little bit i'm really big into storytelling and with that i sometimes can't really get into like i was thinking nintendo because i was nintendo was like a big part of my childhood i had an older brother who just like loved everything nintendo he's really into the mother games the nest oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he he loved those and he always got excited like telling me like like innovations nintendo's had so like i've always been a big part of that and he loves zelda i've never gotten into zelda i keep trying it's so open world that a lot of people really gravitate to that, where yeah. it's like you can basically do whatever you want. Same with I, like Skyrim and stuff like I that. I like that stuff. I like it, but also I'm really into learning the story that someone has made for me. It's like you they wrote this story, they took the time to make it. Yeah. The open world's interesting because you get to just spend time and whatever. But sometimes with games, just because things are so busy, it's like I actually just want to 
know the story that these people came up with because it's going to be awesome like this yeah. whatever this is like so i kind of gravitate more to like when it comes to like nintendo like mario games um and yeah. also my favorite super smash brothers game was super smash brothers is great was it was Wii because they had a cinematic storyline that tied all of the worlds Nuts. together did you ever play it, it no was, i stopped at melee i didn't i didn't know anybody that had dude, a Wii. i want to if i Oh, I want to find a Wii and I want to find a copy of that game because that story mode was the fucking tits. Like, yeah. it is the best. Like, uh, it's Ganondorf, Bowser, and I think those are the two, like, villains. Yeah. Uh, and they and they use some of the mechanics of, like, the, remember, like, the trophies in yep. uh, Super Smash Bros? That, like, people, when they get hurt, can turn into that. Yeah. And then they can kidnap them and they make, like, dark... Uh, dark energy versions of them, and you have to fight them. Yeah, and it like it basically teams up every weird combo of character together, like uh, Captain Falcon and Olimar from Pikmin. Like that's the team that you have to go around with. Sam Zero Suit Samus and Pikachu meet up because they're in a flying city, and it's being powered by Pikachu. He got captured, and they're like sucking nice. the energy out of him. So Samus like breaks him out, and you team up to go like save like the world. Yeah. Um, Rob is really cool because you find out that he was in a, like a shell looking like another original character yeah. and they were forcing him to do things and he gets like this revenge storyline. Rob, the robot, that, yeah. like, there's like this peripheral that's in this game. He gets an amazing story um, and uh, oh, Mario and um, who's Angel Kid? Uh, Icar- uh, Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. Uh, so, is that the character's name? That's the game he's from. I think it's Kid Icarus. I think we'll call him that yeah, for right yeah, now. Yeah. His story is like uh, Mario gets like knocked off into like, you know, he gets knocked off into space and he like becomes like little dot. You know when yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. he ends up in like the cloudscape that is Kid Icarus's game and he fly- Kid Icarus is watching this like match and sees Mario get hurt so he and Mario team up and it's like it's the coolest combo ever. Oh, and it ends up being um Link and Yoshi are the ones who were teamed up for the forest nice. rounds. And uh I think uh Pokemon Master and Lucas from Ness, they team up together. Man, that game is so rad. And when they all start meeting up together, you just get this like team of 40 different characters. Yeah. The main character from Kid Icarus is Pip. Yeah. So you end up getting these 40 characters that go off into, um, like, it's the best. It's the best. It's the coolest fucking game ever. I love that. Oh, man, I totally forgot how much how exciting that game was to play. Like I, I'm fine with doing the fights when you like sit down with your friends and you yeah. fight. But that story of connecting like Mario with Pokemon, and then you get like these weird other Nintendo games you never played, and, like Zelda yeah. and Link and Peach and Zelda team up and they become spies and they like have to sneak through like a building together. It's cool. so so cool, man. I fucking love that game. I fucking love that game. You're so it's excited so cool. right now. It's I great. am. It's great. It's such a cool game. And when Sonic shows up, oh man, he is just a Deus Ex Machina fucking plot device. He, at the very end, they're like, well, we got the rights to him. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Snake gets a bigger role. He and um, Meta Knight and Lucario, that's the team. Nice. The coolest fucking team ever. You are infiltrating a flying ship and you have to like sneak around. It's the coolest. That's rad, man. Man, I forgot how much I love that game. I'm getting excited and I want, if anyone has that, I don't want to take it from you. Maybe tell me how I can play it at home. I have a Switch now and, <laughs> and the Mario Odyssey is amazing. Yeah. But that story mode is the is the tits, and so many people criticized it online. They're like, "No, we just want to be able to fight." I'm like, "These people got so creative, and they came up with the coolest way of taking all the characters you loved growing up and made an actual coherent, kick-ass story." Yeah. And you are complaining about it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to think. Was there ever like a really sad, like lonely character in 
Uh, oh, the best is at one point you all team up together, all 40 characters. You go after the big boss, which is like the hand. Yeah. The hand you realize is being puppeted by something, you know, the hand from yeah. whatever. He gets disconnected and he can fight with you. And you, there's like they beat, they create this new like omega level god that controls everything. And that's who you fight. His name is Taboo, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's great because he turns you on the trophies except for. Uh, Kirby yeah. and Kirby alone has to go and free all your characters and they're hidden throughout every level you'd ever gone through so you have to go through them again and find all your friends hidden it's so fucking cool I forgot how many cool mechanics were in that game oh man I wish I could go play that again but I gave someone my Wii you could find it. I'm sure it's on the on the like the Isn't Switch it? store or whatever. No, it's not. They don't have. They don't even have GameCube games because I want to play yeah. Super Mario Sunshine again because that's the best. That's the best uh, music to any Mario game. Period. I don't give a shit what you say. It's the best. Anyways, I've been going a little crazy. I'm yeah. rocking at the mouse over here because I'm so fucking excited about it. Oh man, is this what people like when they hear like passion? This is what happens when like I talk about shit. I forgot how much I fucking love that game. It was the coolest game ever. Oh, oh you take a breath, man. You should talk a little bit. I got okay. Calm down. All right, all right, all right. Uh-huh. We got a question here that I know you wanted to answer. Uh, uh, um, you've already kind of answered. Just like run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Nguyen uh, uh, asks, "How has fiction impacted or even saved your life?" This is apparently one that's been going around Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how did how did uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl save your life, Sam? It <laughs> didn't. But I remember the first video game that actually I didn't get. I didn't talk about it because yeah. I was fucking just exploding <laughs> over that game. Uh, the the game that really got me excited about storytelling and just like. It kind of helped with my imagination a little bit was Kingdom Hearts. The idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you guys, you guys probably know a little bit about it. It's like it's Final Fantasy and Disney, and I'm, I'm pretty sure most of our li- listeners have played it or at least familiar with it. Yep. But the premise is that Final Fantasy and Disney exist in this one universe, but all the Disney movies are their own little planets, basically, and you can get in a little ship and you're trying to stop this like threat that's affecting all of them. They're called Heartless. It's and it gets into like this romanticized way of looking at the universe and love and everything like that. Uh, but you, it's your character Sora who's this new like Final Fantasy character teaming up with Donald and Goofy you're out to go try to save Mickey but also you're saving all these worlds you go to Nightmare Before Christmas's world you go to Tarzan you go to uh, Little Mermaid you go to Lion King you go to uh, all these places it's so cool it's so much fun uh, that that was really impactful that made me like really connect um, with Disney because I never I like everyone loves who doesn't like Disney stuff you know yeah. but it was the first time I was like fuck these these stories actually mean a lot to me. The way yeah. they incorporated Beast yeah. was really cool. That, that one hurt. That one, like, it was a really, like, touching story because Beast was, like, they made him full Beast. They made him full, like, he didn't turn into a human. Yeah. That happens in, like, the second game, I think, where he, can, he gets to turn into a human. But in this, it's just, like, it's depressing. Bell's been taken. Yeah. You, he is distraught. He is angry and he's yeah. pissed off and like it was such a cool story i know i have more you go now because i definitely gushed a lot about the other game yeah i'm trying to think about um fiction how fiction has affected my life well i mean like I've, I, I could name a few books that definitely you're really passionate about <laughs> yeah. yeah um and that's a good thing though like animal man was like a really big part of, i mean i know you, that that book means a lot to you yeah well but it's it's more like you know i've decided to work in fiction like that's the kind of the career i've chosen so it's it's affected my life pretty pretty directly um but i think i, I don't know I, I think fiction exists um is it specific work of fiction mm. or just fiction in general 
Uh, it's fiction. And, it's yeah, yeah, fiction in general. I, I think it's the the fiction. Yeah, fiction is is a way we tell stories because it's a way to recontextualize life. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like um, it's it's a you you create a narrative to process um what you're going through. You know, like you, it's also a way of kind of mass, early mass communication. You know, you look at art and and what you're. Uh, the artist is trying to a painting or any type of art. The artist is trying to communicate an idea, an interior idea. You know what I mean? And in 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 a way that uh, that you can't really communicate with words. And you can look at that and and feel that emotion. And now you're communicating. You're communicating with that artist, whether they could be long dead. You know what I mean? But you're having you're having a moment. You're having a moment of connection. Um, and I think that's what good art does. That's why, like you know. Um, we, when you learn screenwriting and stuff like that, it talks about you know, the the creators of Pixar have a thing where they like you know you give the audience two plus two so they can come up with four, mm. right? And that's just a, that's a tool that you're given to make more engaging art. But I think what makes that engaging is that's that communication. Mm. You're not just telling them four. You're not just beating them over the head with four. You know, you're not just it's not passive. Mm. Um, good art shouldn't be passive. It should be it should be something you're able to engage with, and and makes you think about your interior self, your life. Um, it's the big through, questions, yeah, and in, not just even in fiction, but like when we tell each other stories, it, it communicates something about ourselves. Even if it's like if I would tell you about my plane trip or my trip to DC, you know, um, uh, you, you you convey that story because it it says something about you. It's it's part of your narrative, um, and you and um, and I think fiction is just the it's a it's a way for culturally for us to recontextualize where we are and what we're doing and why we believe it and hopefully have help us have the conversations that um help us have come to a deeper understanding of ourselves and the people around us mm-hmm. and really, so I, that was yeah, really well put i think that's why I, th- I think that's why fiction matters and i think it, it, that aspect of it it's also just fun, man. It's fun to read stories about guys that can fly and, and punch buildings down or or, or detectives that, yeah. that can solve the puzzle that nobody else can solve or or putting characters in the most harrowing situations to see them see how people deal with that. That's that's just it's exciting, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, and I completely I mean it's, it's why we're all in this is why we made a podcast to celebrate yeah. fiction because it matters to us and but if we're going to if I were to try to think of something like a specific piece of fiction that like really, that really like resonated with me, that's tough. I'm trying to think of something that like really got to me. I, my first instinct is to think of something that made me cry. Like it's like yeah. something that like that I'll always kind of revisit. If I'm going through it. Maybe I, I got one. Yeah. That maybe, maybe this will this will spark something. To or, be honest, I'm thinking of like nine, and I'm trying to like narrow it down, narrow it not down. list all of them. But yeah, go ahead. Well, these aren't necessarily the most meaningful things to me, but I but I I have um I've had a similar experience in both Wonder Woman and Batman Begins, mm-hmm. um where I get really emo- shockingly emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Begins when Bruce as an adult goes back in the cave and the bats are swirling around him, um and Wonder Woman during the No Man's Land sequence fuck and and i and i think those resonate really with really strongly with me because it's the idea of finding your identity it's the discovering yourself because in that moment bruce is is he's confronted 
with what he will become and in the beginning of the no man's land sequence it's diana this is who i am it's it's a declaration of identity Mm -hmm. and and i think that's really the idea of discovering yourself uh or or achieving your potential uh i find really meaningful and i got really emotional during those scenes oh man i teared up during the no man land yeah you definitely tear up when which is weird because it's an action sequence so why are you getting emotional no it's it's because of that i think it's because of that like self-discovery it's her passion it's her it's her life it's the message behind it it's not about what she's about to do it's it really fuck all what she does like it's it's that she she actually doesn't do too much in that scene it's it's that she's just stopping it it's that she's saying no like it and it's there isn't uh there isn't a further message about anything today or anything political it's just that take that away for just a second and if it's just human versus human it's that no we can do better than what's happening right now we can be better than this and it's like that's why we read it it's like we read about stories of these people who are larger than life because we see there's truth in that there's like yes we're not going to do what they do like that those these are fictional scenarios but there when it comes to principles and the way people are and behave with each other it's like we write these because we see the potential of us being that good yeah, and that we should strive to be that. And that's what that is. And it's the, it's the, it's on screen in a, in the most realistic possible way, this person saying no more, it's yeah. like no more. And it, they, they didn't like, like she attacks people, but it's in defense of saving other people. And yeah. she mainly does it in ways that are, that are like nonviolent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, it becomes more of an action scene after that, yeah. but it's that, that declaration of just like, no, yeah. Just, I have to do something. I have to be better than what's happening right now. Yeah. Um if I were to pick something, I recently I, I think the one that's like really sticking with me and like after I read it, uh actually I was gonna pick a book, but I think it's a movie. I think it's a movie, the piece of fiction that really like stuck with me that like really made me think and like really like has made me like want to talk about it nonstop is three foot ball ball and souls is it was the movie we saw at fantastic fest i've talked about it a million times quick synopsis um four people choose to commit suicide but they stay anonymous they don't know who each other is they they're gonna do it via bomb yeah they sit in a room this whole movie takes place in a room and it for some reason it doesn't work and they get caught in a time loop and some people know that this is a time loop some people don't and they end up trying having to actually really discuss what's happening like why they're why they're there yeah um and figure out who and become something more to each other and in doing that you just like you realize that there's more to life than this one problem happening right now that there is always another solution when it comes to suicide and it's just like fuck that he nailed it also it's inspiring because it was written directed shot uh uh, edited scored by the same person yeah. and it was at his family's house where they shot this so yeah. it's like he did it all like yeah and that's a really good example of the power of fiction because you, it's one thing to tell somebody like hey there's more to this and and showing the different aspects the different perspectives the different the different effects things have in a heightened scenario because that heightened scenario allows it to be less abrasive mm-hmm. allows it 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 maybe helps you lower your defenses to be more open to some of the ideas that are expressed mm-hmm. if you're defensive about these ideas exactly and, you know what i mean and so that's that's the power of fiction you mm-hmm. know like in in my case it's like suicide's always going to be a touchy subject for everybody and like, yeah. people can have opinions of like uh it's a totally selfish act and or it's people have the right to feel the way that they feel and if they want a way out they should leave you know like they should have the choice to it but also this movie takes literally all of that yeah and it pokes holes in both sides of it like yes if 
you should try to figure out another way. But look at it from this point of view of a person going through all these things. You can understand why they feel this way. Like why at the end of the day, they're like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have anything to live for anymore. I've hurt too many people. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, and you understand it. But at the same time, you have people poking holes in that where it's like, that doesn't mean that things don't get better and that you don't have, you can't change other people's lives for the better. Yeah. If you want to, like, and yeah. like, that's why I I loved it. It was it, in the movie in the pantheon of millions of movies that are that have come and will come. Yeah. It will get just will mixed into the middle. It won't yeah. like it. I don't see it really exploding, but that doesn't matter because it mattered to me. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I, we, this could go on forever, but do you have yeah. you found one that like really like? I don't know if I need one. It's just it's just a or a, just one that comes to mind. Well, no, I just uh, you know I brought up Batman Begins and Wonder Woman and all that stuff, and it's just there's there's a I think there's there's important fiction to help us uh, process ourselves on our, in this world, and I think that's why that's why it matters, and that's why you know I want to hopefully create that feeling in other people um, in my work. Well, speaking of, if it, we're we're running, we're this is normally where we wrap up. Mm-hmm. But can we throw in one last question? Is it is it Caleb? Is it, is Caleb? it, it is it is Caleb? Here, I'll read this one okay. uh, from Caleb Armstrong. Uh, hey, hello, boy people. First off, thank you guys for continuing to supply our moist little ears with amazing nerdy content. This podcast is truly one of the highlights of my week. Well, thank you very much, and it makes my drives to work so much better. My question to you is: Do you guys ever get nervous before putting out your material, and do you have any advice for overcoming the fear of sharing your work with others? I write a lot and want to share it but i always get really scared they will hate it thanks again for the podcast and amazing content caleb caleb everyone feels like this oh yeah there, there's not a single person and i and also hearing this by the way is not an easy pill to swallow as well because you look so, so many people look up to people that they're inspired by and they're like there's no way they could be tripped up and then even when they say i get tripped up people still don't listen to them saying that you know yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. it never clicks until it happens to you of course because that's how life works but it's like tr- try your best to like absorb this everyone will be nervous you just learn to not listen to that voice in your head yeah. doubting yourself so much because it's like learning to ride a bike after the after a while you're gonna just it's just gonna happen like, yeah it's like just this gonna get like more this normal. i don't get nervous about it all no yeah, even having just... guests like uh it, it's it's just us in our own like little playground of us getting able to talk about the things that we like yeah and since they j- agreed that come on they want to be a part of this as well so we there's some freedom there like when i started doing source fit stuff i was unbelievably intimidated i and like you can also like watch it in the videos me being quiet and just like making weird faces because i didn't i didn't know what to do i was like i was so intimidated but i i had a chance to be better and i pushed myself and like what like watching videos of yourself is always going to be weird now for me it's like not because i'm just like I know this isn't I'm basically you remove the ego out of it and you're just looking at a product and you're like I want this to be the best possible version of what this is yeah. and how can we do that and you just ignore like oh I think I look dumb in this unless yeah. like, I had a bad acne that week and it's just like oh cool that's right <laughs> yeah, fucking, good job yeah. fucking targets right there yeah. good job you ate all that fast food jackass <laughs> did you wash your face last night <laughs> no you didn't of course you didn't uh, but it, that's just me making fun of myself but yeah. like um, you just get it, it's you have to just do it. You have yeah. to just do it. And 
and it's going to suck for just a second. Well, like you know, uh, uh, Pete Holmes has a show called Crashing on HBO, and um, part of the the backup material, behind the scenes material, he talked about like in his experience, comedians. If you want to do stand up, you're just going to suck for ten years. Yeah, you're just going to suck for ten years, and 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 then around ten years, if you stick to it. Thing you start figuring out your voice, and, and, and it's people, like that's terrifying to think about. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you, you're talking about throwing yourself out there. Like I'm, you know, um, uh, we've been doing this for a while, so it's not. It's it's just kind of what we do. Um, uh, I've been, uh, you know, I've done public speaking and stuff like that since I was a teenager. So that doesn't, like, at least on the surface, doesn't really make me nervous. I guess I did show choir, so like just a stage presence. Like, uh, yeah. per- per- weirdly performing on a stage where it's like a lot of people far less scary than doing like a one-on-one like meeting yeah. like that's far more intimidating to yeah. me yeah but as far as like a lot of my my fiction work you know like like i'm not uh yeah i'll just be i'll just be candid like i'm not really proud of a lot of the shorts i've done um because uh, i try to do bigger things without money and it shows um but you learn like i would i would people talk about the success of failure uh, uh the uh the success of failure they they would Will talk Smith about talks about it a lot yeah, yeah. which also, i mean I don't view that man as having many failures, but I guess he does. Mm. Uh, um, you know, like I would view those, I would view those shorts as learning experiences. You know what I mean? That was, I didn't have film school. That's my film school. And I'm still learning. I'm working on another, another project right now. Um, taking all the lessons I learned from those, uh, from those experiences and applying it to that. Um, you know, the, the first comic was well received, but you know, I'm doing a follow-up series and I'm terrified, man. I was just telling Sam before the thing, I had a nightmare about those. I love saying like, no, you suck. Your writing sucks. It's awful. You know what I mean? Uh, and in real life, everybody's super supportive. Um, but that doesn't, you know, I will have those fears. Uh, I'm going to talk to publishers. I have those fears that they won't like it. Uh, I'm going to have to crowdfund it. I'm, I'm worried that the response won't be the same as last time. Once it's crowdfunded, uh, if I get a publisher and it's crowdfunded, I got to put it on shelves and I'm worried it won't be. So, so there's a succession of fears. You know what I mean? Like, and and uh, you just can't let that stop you from doing it. Exactly. And oh. when you fuck up, because you'll fuck up uh, and you'll feel bad and you'll be embarrassed, you can't let that stop you. And you'll mess up again and you can't let that stop you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and you're going to, you're going to get in your, your own way so many times. Yeah. And like, you're going to be your biggest critic. You, yeah. you, you can obviously see that now, but you think that there's more people out there that are against you. They're not, yeah. they're not against you. To, to be completely honest, everyone's kind of out for themselves. And I mean that in the most positive way possible. Yeah. They're trying to do their own thing. And they're, they're, I, right now, at least in my life, the way like we're doing this, yeah. we have plenty of friends that do other podcasts. I'm not thinking about them. I'm thinking yeah. about how can we make our podcast the best version of this podcast possible. Yeah. I don't care about what they're doing. Like if they care about what we're doing, I don't give a shit about that either. It's yeah. just like, I just tr- focus. Focus on yourself. Try to be your 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 own fan a little bit without getting too egotistical. Just yeah. like try to like keep yourself yeah. going. You know, be your own cheerleader. That's something that people probably have said before in a motivational. Yeah, speech. yeah, yeah. Let's do motivational speeches. There Let's you do go. a TED talk. <laughs> it's both of us. It's like well, there too. It's like shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Calm down. Uh, so yeah, just just focus on what you what what brings you joy, and and try to be in life. Just try to be the best version of yourself, and then also try to do the best version of of create the best version of your work that you can and also try and consume um uh, uh critically consume the stuff like okay so so i write movies and i and i want to make movies so when i watch movies i try to figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me and what people respond to and what people don't respond to same with comics um and so you can synthesize that 
in your own material. You know what I mean? And then the more you do Everybody it. Everybody does it too. Yeah. You know, like, like I can already tell you right now, I'm, uh, we're almost done with the second issue, um, the art of the second issue of this new series. And I can already tell you it's way better than the first comic. You know what I mean? Which tells me that whatever I do next is going to be way better than this. Ooh. Um, so, um, yeah, don't, don't get discouraged. Um, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. I think we should end on that note. Yeah. It's a positive note. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Only Stupid Answers. We appreciate you sending us your questions, the more in-depth ones, because these are the fun... Like, I mean, who doesn't like talking about Flash? Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's just... It's nice to, like... I That was cathartic for myself to yeah. just explode about Super Smash Brothers, I guess, and <laughs> Alex Ryder and all these other weird properties that, like, that help make me me. And, yeah. like, that... that um, and I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, you guys can hit us up on all of our social media. I know this is a plug for following us at social media but we would actually like to know what were the things that really just gets you it just gets you jazzed yeah i'm from the 30s right now what yeah, got you jazzed, you jazzed. so you, you can jazzed. tweet us at only stupid answers you ain't got the vowels from stupid but we're gonna keep doing these episodes so if you have deeper more thoughtful uh uh more involved questions send them to ask at only stupid answers.com that's the main one yeah so we can we'll we every every few months we're gonna do an episode like this so be sure to keep sending in those questions and we will get to them also yes hit up the reddit community reddit.com yeah. slash only stupid answers because Say this, we we take a break from doing these ask uh, episodes for a little bit. Our community is one of the most supportive communities I've ever seen. They're so positive. Yeah, you man. guys are such lovely individuals. Um, I, I want to give each and every single one of you a hug. On Reddit, though, they they you guys are responsive. You guys answer each other's questions. You guys build each other up. So if you want to like, and I I am also over there. I also hop in and I talk to you guys. Like some people have created original content and they posted it there, and I've always loved checking that out. Go over there. Start a conversation. There, there are good people here, and I hopefully you guys can make some good friends out of it. Absolutely, yeah. But at Sam Basher on everything that matters, at DJ Talks Trash where everything matters. If you want to know more about that comic I've been talking about, ChaosTheoryComic.com. You can sign up for the newsletter. Do it. You won't regret it. Make sure you check out our Patreon. Uh, listen to Super TV Showdown, the show that comes out every Friday. It's our bonus episode, and uh, we're doing watch-throughs of other MCU movies, which yep. is very fun. Yeah, and build uh, up to Avengers: Infinity War. It's very exciting. Uh, we are at the time of recording this. I think we're a good chunk of the way through Phase One of Marvel, at least. Yeah, at least. But uh, we'll be putting out like other like basically group reviews yes. of these movies because we can't do a review of every single one no. of these it's gonna it's gonna kill us there's too much to talk about with uh, every current movie coming out as well yep. but anyways guys thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys ooh there's a burp that came in <laughs> through the end I ruined that sweet ending I'm sorry we'll see you next time <laughs> <Bye>. I'm sorry <laughs>